Right, infidels, you found us here, channelattitude.com, Hameen Media Group, where you get the most real talk, the best reviews of all your favorite wrestling shows from AEW and WWE, Impact, and more, because we're going to break it all down with the best staff in professional wrestling at HMG. So you don't need to go anywhere else, because there's no five stars here. There's only $5 face slaps, infidel. Hello, Walker! So sign up today, channelattitude.com, Hameen Media Group, and join the Hameen Army for the most real talk in professional wrestling. YOLO! and welcome to the HMG Rampage Uncaged Show right here on channelattitude.com via Hameen Media Group <laughs> and I'm your host Jimmy T, my co-host, well, he's Mr. AMBS and that is uh, Ams with Noel, right Chris? Welcome back to Rampage Uncaged. That's right, that's right, it's me Christopher Ams, that's AMBS like Lambs with Noel, 
or bullshit first thing in the morning. Uh, happy St. Patrick's Day, uh, everybody. Aaron Gobra, Ireland forever. And uh, yeah, we're a day late with that, but still, hey, you know, when you're Irish, it's St. Patrick's Day every day. And right, St. Patrick's Day for yesterday, as a matter of fact. But to my bottom, we have the evil one himself. He's the foreign object. Yeah, to my bottom, literally. Um, and he, he's Dr. Jeff Lippman. Welcome back. <laughs> That's to not the proper to use of literally. <laughs> I mean, well, on the screen. All right. <laughs> Everybody, hi. Uh, what's up? Uh, you, you know what's a great thing to do on St. Patrick's Day or the day after is listen to Garden of Doom's episode with the host of Celtic Tales, uh, straight from Ireland, direct to your earbuds with Irish lore, legends, and mythology. So, yeah, that's fun. Um, and you know what else is fun to do? Spend the entire day with these guys talking about and watching wrestling, which is what I've been doing since uh, before 11 a.m. today. I know, man. For me, it's been since, what, 5 a.m. And it's still going. You're not oh, even in the real place. Of cares about me. God damn it, man. Look at this guy. You're like an well, alien boys. mothership. You're not, you're like, you're like AI. You're not, you're not a real, you're like Max Hedrum. Oh, that's right. I don't exist. You're right. That's true. I don't exist. And you know, you know Australia the... is Latin for Southern land? Yes, I did know that. Australis. What's, What's up, up cunts? What's going on, Piers? What's cracking like it, man? I don't know what Maybe it's scent. Maybe it's scent. Maybe it's cans. <laughs> hey, it's the Jewish Only part Jewish. But full love scene. Why do, you, why, why do you always have to say that, man? And look, Piers, the truth, Austin, in the building, it is. Absolutely. I don't and know. Do you ever criticize Chris when he says that he's part Irish and part German? No. Well, but there's no such thing as half Jewish, half whatever, because technically you're Jewish, right? Religion-wise. No. If you go by religious beliefs, I'm not Jewish. If you go by my blood, I'm I'm part Jewish. The other part, oh, is, the other parts, well, so is the Jewish. Is your dick part. circumcised? Would be, would be a, a mutt of about. <laughs> listen, you don't have a choice when you're a day old, okay? But yeah, it is, <laughs> and, and so is probably yours. But I don't want to actually. It. Actually, it's not. Oh my god! <laughs> there you go. Well, well, well you know what? The Bin Hamin is right when he says. Yes, infidels. <laughs> Jesus Christ. We're off to a flyer right here on yeah, Uncaged. Oh, always are. And we're here live on channelattitude.com on yeah. the I YouTube. We're in camouflage today. Yeah, absolutely. Can't you can't. And what's up with the, the haze, Jeff? Why is it kind of foggy down there? Ah, we can't see him apparently. Yeah, well, wow. it, it, I'm I'm actually coming to you live from the upper firmament. <laughs> Medium Five says I fucking love good old old school New York Hollywood humor before it moved to Cali and Cali killed it. Well, we brought it back. So how's that? Is he talking like 1922 <laughs> vaudeville? <laughs> I mean, well, not that he's wrong. You. I would definitely fit in with George Burns and Gracie. That that's for sure. <laughs> we need more Northeast Jewish humor, Jeff. It's nothing like that at all. <laughs> and he says, watch Mel Brooks' History of the World Part 2. And what up, Professor? Just quietly. <laughs> and Facebook user says, what are your thoughts on MJF? Jeez, a lot of... Th Man, this chat is bopping already. We'll get to that in a second, uh, whoever that is. Um, but anyway, <laughs> he also says, yes, Jeff. 1985. There you go. Oh, okay. Oh, well, Chris... I go I'm down with, with Belzer and Richard Lewis and Seinfeld and... Don Rickles and well, 
everyone. <laughs> Every comedian well. you probably ever heard of. <laughs> well, Chris, you were at the event in Winnipeg, Manitoba, at Dynamite and also Rampage, and I believe Dark. Heck, Chris, were you there for like six fucking hours? Fuck, man, it sort of felt like it by the time I was done. Yeah, I was there, so... I, I I saw when I bought the tickets that the doors opened at six, but I knew the show was starting at seven. So I was like, oh, they're probably just selling merch or whatever. Uh, so I got there at about uh, 6.30 after eating supper and it was the middle of dark. And, and my girlfriend was like, oh, did we miss something? And I just turned to her, I said, nothing important at all. <laughs> um, <clears throat> so yeah, we watched the show. And then afterwards, uh, Tony Khan came out out of his goddamn mind just just super stoked and telling us how we're coming back to winnipeg because you guys have been awesome yeah <laughs> uh, getting everybody sort of fired up for uh for rampage and then uh yeah we watched rampage everybody was uh i, I want to say that probably about I don't know, 30% of the people that were there, which again was about half full of the arena, so around 9,000 people. Probably about 30% of those people left uh, directly after really? the main show and didn't stay. Yeah, well, I mean, people have lives, Jimmy. People don't well, want to I sit know, around I for know. four fucking hours watching <laughs> wrestling. Four only? I mean, how long did Dark go for? Like one hour or two? But it was an hour, and then it was oh. two hours of and it was two hours of dynamite and then an hour of rampage after, so... Wow, interesting. What up, Todd? What's crackalacking, man? Thank you for joining us also. And uh, uh, Jimmy isn't using his pink dildo anymore. Right? Don't tempt me because it's right here. Yeah, you don't know that for sure. We don't need to see where we go. <laughs> <laughs> Facebook user says, and going by hand bones, I'm assuming this is the professor. Did TK hug hand bones? Oh. That's the million no. dollar question. <clears throat> no, there was never no, any hug. Damn. I I gave him one of the uh, one of the Wardlow handshakes from far away. Like I'll shake your hand <laughs> way out here. Don't hug me, motherfucker. All right. You should have done the fucking some old Joe and just quickly get the fuck out of there before he even touches you, dude. Do you remember mm -hmm. that the very first time when he first signed? Sure, and yeah. Todd says you have a life, Chris. That's news to me. Heck, that's hey. even news to me, Chris. Wow. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Fuck anyway. you and Todd. I'm just kidding. I actually love you guys. Yeah, my goodness. I mean, listen, he's always uh, in the chat, so his life can't be much better. Whoa, whoa, shots fired. Well, boys, let's get into some fucking rampage, unfortunately. But maybe before we do, Facebook users said, no, well, not that one, but someone else said, uh, what are your thoughts on MJF? Should we get into that? Before we talk Rampage, does anyone want to get into it? Well, you put it up twice, so I think we have to now. Well, let's get into it, since it's a request by Facebook user, whoever that is in the chat. Chris, do you have anything to say about uh, MJF and his bar mitzvah, and just him in general? Uh, I loved it. I love most of what MJF does. I think he's, I think he's a true pillar of this company. I think that, uh, you know, that stood out this week on Dynamite, when they had the four pillars in the ring at once there was one guy who you thought yeah you could probably build a company around and then three really skinny dudes with varying emotional issues <laughs> i it was it, it really wasn't four pillars it was a pillar and three guys who need to just 
go away and get some help somewhere. Wait, wait, wait. Was it MJF <laughs> and three pillow biters? What in the fuck is a pillow biter? Think about it, Chris. Just think for a minute. <laughs> Come you on, man. He, meant. he was meant the three pillow pillars. So, you know, let's just... I know, I know. I'm talking about pillow biters. We know Goofy. what you're doing. Did we talk about this earlier in the day? I know that you're I sleepy know. and you forgot. I'm just we, saying, come on. Are we back to talking about gay sex again? Because I, I don't I don't know all of the Greek euphemisms. Okay, is uh, pillow yeah, biter yeah, yeah. a I mean, what's the safe word to make you stop? <laughs> Nothing. Is it something Absolutely. in Greek? Because I'll learn it. <laughs> That's right. Well, if you must know, Chris, pusti, the word pusti in Greek means poof. So there you go. Well, doesn't mean, will that mean stop to you? Or will that encourage you? I have a feeling it will just encourage you. <laughs> Look, man, even medium five says, yes, gay sex. Absolutely. Well, not really, but uh, it doesn't have to be gay if you like it. Well, <laughs> I mean, if you like it, it should be really gay. <laughs> Mahal has also joined us and he said this was the best rampage since the first dance. Oh, I don't know about that. Oh, yeah, God. I'm not sure about that one. A good thumb in the ass will make you think twice if a hot chick okay, does okay. Right. I, I think All right, now that's going way read. too far. The chat needs to go on timeout. <laughs> we don't need to read every fucking comment if it's just all going to be Greek, okay? Right. Oh, Seriously, wow. Busky, our, wow. we've learned Busky just encourages you, so lesson learned. <laughs> Thank you, Jimmy, for that teachable moment. Uh, oh. That was a moment. No, but what Todd Bradley said was a good one, man. Well, AW was in San Francisco a few weeks ago, so there's that. <laughs> you know what he's referencing, right, Jeff? We know what he's referencing. <laughs> oh, guys, man, you guys are fucking hilarious. You're great, absolutely. Keep it up, guys. Piss Jeff Lipman off. Did I say Jeff? I mean Jeff. Anyway, boys, let's get into some AEW Rampage, and we start off. For a TNT Championship match between Will Hobbs and Phoenix, or Phoenix, sorry, shall I say, with QT Marshall, Aaron Solo, and Alex Abrahantes were ringside for all for both of these guys. Um, Hobbs, first of all, isn't he Powerhouse Hobbs, right? Anyone? That's his name, yeah. correct? Powerhouse Will Hobbs, Powerhouse Hobbs. Why then does it say monster on his friggin' tights? Someone can someone probably because he came from the monster factory. Did he though? I don't think he did. Well, isn't that where they found all of their indie talent through the monster factory back in the, back in the day? I, I have no idea why it says monster. Maybe he liked the name. I mean, maybe, maybe he doesn't want to buy new tights. I, 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 <laughs> well, maybe he's sponsored by the, the energy drink. I don't know. Oh, well, maybe, but I doubt it. Well, anyway, this match was whatever, man. At the end of the day, uh, Hobbs does win like we expected. Phoenix is nothing. Where the hell was his brother, to be honest, to even help him out? I guess he doesn't, uh, Penta doesn't even give a shit about his own brother anymore, right, Chris? Yeah, I mean, I don't want to quite say he was nothing or just completely egg over this match. I thought it was a really good TV match. That's um, all right. <clears throat> you know, again, I was there live and I've seen Phoenix a hundred other times. So, I mean, watching him do a bunch of flippity dippity stuff isn't impressive anymore, but. There was a couple of spots in the it's match not. that I thought was pretty cool. Um, the one where he did a backflip over Hobbs and then hit him with the German suplex was actually pretty cool looking. Uh, I can tell you from the live crowd perspective, that popped a lot of people. And uh, yeah, this was a good match uh, for, for a first offense from Will Hobbs. 
I wish he'd get the hell away from QT Marshall. I just don't think that Marshall adds anything to Hobbs. I think he actually takes away from Hobbs. But <clears throat> I mean, it, it was what it was in terms of his in terms of him being involved in the match. But I actually liked this match. I thought it was a pretty decent TV match. Oh, look, it, it was a good match for what it was, for sure, no doubt about it. But I'm just so sick of Phoenix at this point. Like, like Jinder Mahal said, though, Penta was deported, apparently. I guess he, he probably was, because he didn't true? appear. No, no, it's no, not true. I, don't know. I, I assume it's not true. I've never, I haven't heard that. I doubt it well, wouldn't I, have mattered if he was. They were in Canada, um, and no oh, one gets true. deported from Canada. Um, Maybe he's a part of a cartel, and he couldn't make it to Canada. Yeah. I, I agree with like pretty much everything that Chris said. I thought it was a good match. <clears throat> the problem with it being a good match, and it it was a, a rightfully fairly difficult defense for Hobbs and a respectable first defense. I've been told for years how Phoenix is one of the best in the world, and now they sort of pass him over and sort of you know in, in sort of Limboville where they can put him wherever he wants. So be it. I mean, at the end, also, you have all those guys clustering. I, I agree with him 100%. QT doesn't add anything. It, it brings him down. Hobbs can be his own man. He can stand on his own. I think he's just fine. And the whole thing at the end, you would think that was to set up Penta running out to rescue, to set up a second respectable title you defense think. With, with Hobbs against Pentagon or, or against Penta. And then maybe QT and the clowns get involved again, and then so the, the Lucha brothers get their revenge by getting a pinfall on QT Marshall or Aaron Solo the next week or something like that. The problem I have with this match is not this match. It's that we see too many uber-competitive matches between title mm. holders and nobodies, yeah. so this didn't mean anything. So again, in a vacuum, I think it's perfectly fine, but I spent 17 minutes watching Samoa Joe struggle against Tony <laughs> Depp and, 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 you know, when I've seen Kenny Omega have trouble with Darius Martin, and, and, you know, and, and, and Matt Seidel, and, and you could go on and on or and on. Was it five? Who was that fucking guy that was part of the Dark Order for a minute there that he had like a 25-minute match with? Kristen Vance, are you talking about? Oh, no, yeah, 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 no, five, little that little fucker. motherfucker. Right, right, right. Oh, Alan Angels, right. Alan, Alan Angels, Angels long, that's long it. Match. You know, Evil Uno with fucking John Moxley last week. And we're going to see more of that with Cesar. So, like, all of these competitive matches sort of diminishes what was righteously a legitimate TV competitive match. That said, the match was good. QTV adds nothing to it. And and I want to say this right now, because I know that I was a little bit into it with QT Marshall this week, you know, sort of defending Raj and not really Alfred Kono Waha. I don't even know how to say his name, but a little bit. But it was mostly to, to you know, because QT's not good on TV. I think QTV could be funny. I think it could be a good segment. It just doesn't need Hobbs. It just it needs a different personality. It can get people over who are lower card or mid card where it's a funny gimmick. People who need something. Hobbs has never been alone, and I think he can stand alone. So I can't believe that all of that wandering through Oakland for all those weeks writing the book of Hobbs has led him to QTV and QT Marshall. Just it just doesn't make no. sense to me. It doesn't fit Hobbs's sort of lone wolf. I'm a monster character so that, that, that's all well Jinder Mahal says in chat got blacker and turned into Hobbs <laughs> he also got a lot better then <laughs> yeah and Medium 5 says and now Stu Grayson returning for so called one match no actually he's re-signed believe it or not Media right. he but actually he has John Moxley next in yeah. another 15-16 minute match with blood lots of it <laughs> lots of it 
Um, yeah, look, about QTV, I like it too. Like, it does come across as funny. It is a great parody of, uh, what's it called? TMZ. Um, TMZ, fucking hell. Ooh, I don't know so why bad. that... It's fun. Right, right. I, I don't, don't want to say I like it, uh, but I do think that it has great potential. And, I, and we said this on the skirmish too. Right, right. Said, like, exactly. I, I think it's potentially really great, but they need to... They need to keep it to like a 30 second clip and just do do a 30 second clip on every show that you have. You you don't you literally don't have to have them have a match for a while. You can have them just piss people off with their backstage antics and these stupid little videos that they're doing about them or whatever. You can build programs that way. And then a month and a half later, you know, have them lose a quick match. And then the next time you go back to QTV, he's got a black eye. Where he's hobbling around on a crutch or whatever, like right. you can get these guys over with it, but I really, really do not trust this company to have the stick to itiveness to actually make this into something. This you is going to maybe should've... go on three weeks and then they'll, they'll drop it for something. Else. I hope they don't because you know what they should have done, <laughs> and I feel like they dropped the ball for them not doing it. But after the Hobbs match, they should there should have been a QTV segment in the back where they're laughing about Phoenix and how he lost to Hobbs and all that shit and make it a laugh, right? But, of course, they didn't actually think about doing that and, you know, there goes some money on the table, but it is what it is. But that's what they should do. Like, every time they win a match, have a laugh about it, you know, later on on QTV, but whatever. It is what it is. Um, uh, like Especially I said, with a face that you want to have a program with. Like, put their botches on and take advantage of it. Did you see how bad that flip was? <laughs> yeah. Exactly, you know, right. That would, that would be funny. And, and, you know, I don't know. I already said what I want to say. Um, can I ask you something, Jeff? I asked Chris this and he had no clue. I've got no clue. Yeah. Who's the Aussie girl on QTV? The, the blonde one? Is Heather Lancaster or something like that? I, I, people know. I don't know who it is. I I've thought never it was heard of her. the cheerleader, but it, it's not because she's Aussie. Right. Because she had an Australian accent, right? I wasn't hearing things. Was he Australian or South African? You know, I can't tell the difference. Right. It, well, people tend to get confused about that, even though South African sounds Dutch. Damn it. But anyway, whatever. Boring. Um, but she, yeah, that's boring. Well, I, I don't even know who she is. I just want to know if anyone in the chat knows who the blonde chick is on QTV. Please tell me because I don't know who it is. Man. I mean, is she a wrestler? Is she signed to AEW? I mean, she I must be in wrestling. Is she a porn star? Because if so, her acting was porntastic. <laughs> I have no clue who the fuck she is, man. But uh, yeah, whatever. <laughs> Anyway, let's move on, though, to the next match. Um, oh, I, I also want to mention that uh, QT Martial ends up doing a diamond cutter later on. On Abrihantes, thank God. Hopefully, we never see him again. Well, that's what I was that. alluding to. That, that, I thought that was an invitation to bring Penta down. I mean, I didn't, I mean, we'll probably still get the match, but you're right. Penta probably didn't make the trip for whatever reason. <laughs> yeah, well. Well, anyway, next we get Adam Cole returning to the ring. On the March 29th episode of Dynamite, he's looking for an opponent to push him so he can show the world how damn good he is. So is he looking for an opponent to push him? Or I don't know what he's thinking, but was there any point of this fucking thing? It was probably pointless two to points. me, Chris. Oh, we'll go, Jeff. Go. What, what two uh, points? Real quick. This, I'm sorry. Yeah, I, I, I'm glad that you're actually calling upon us. Um, so I don't want to discourage that. That's two right. That's he, he was promoting the all-access TV show, which is mostly devoted to him and Britt Baker and stories around them. And two, he said something. He said, he said, use the word technical in there, which one, you can tell that he's not going to do 
taking any crazy bumps because they still want to be safe with him. And when you say technical, I mean, I know it can be a swerve, but with this whole Forbidden Door New Japan thing, I have to believe that they're bringing in Zack Sabre Jr. as his first opponent. Uh, uh, I'm hearing it's going to be Danielson against Zack Sabre Jr. for Forbidden Door 2. Well, everybody, yeah, but Danielson sort of has said he's taken his ball and I I don't know. I'm not not sure. I, I mean... That's possible. I, I'm just talking about March 29th. I'm not. I'm not ready to talk about. Is that when for wait, when is Forbidden Door two? June 25th, something like that. Okay. All right. Chris, anything to say about Adam Cole, Bebe? Uh, no. Just yeah. I mean, the, those were the two different points of the of of the segment. Were to first of all um, try to get people interested in the all access show, which hey, good luck. Um, and second was to try to get people excited and so that they know that he's going to be returning to the ring in two weeks, which to them is apparently a big deal. So, yeah, I mean, Adam Cole's going to be back in two weeks. Looks like he's continuing, at least for now, to try this whole Adam Cole, the most boring face on the fucking planet gimmick. But we'll see how it goes. We'll see how it goes indeed. Um, but you know what? Let's address something, guys. Um, before we move on with Rampage, I think we need to address the Tony versus Bot. Well, more particularly, the dream match between uh, uh, Vikingo, oh. whatever his fucking name is, well, and Hijo Omega. Del, del Vikingo. Hijo del Vikingo. Whatever, ho. All right. Hey, put it this way, Chris. If I read it, I can pronounce it properly if I want, but you know what? I don't know who the fuck this guy is, so why should I? So, in other words, Son of the Viking. So, but who's the Viking, Chris? His father. A- and who's his father? El Señor El Vikingo. He, he was the he was the Viking from from Mexican wrestling. Yeah. H- Harold Fairhair. <laughs> I didn't know there was Vikings in Mexico. Just quietly. But of course uh, there were. There were tons of Vikings of course, in Mexico. Of course. <laughs> of course. Yeah. Of course there was. Um, but anyway, where do you boys, think Valhalla is? <laughs> oh, is it Bahaliz? Is that what is that what it is? Yeah, that, that, that's ah. the, that was the swerve. That was the trick right in front of us the whole time. Who, who, oh, do, you think was, who do you think Namor had down there? Those guys didn't fight like, <laughs> like Mayans. <laughs> Does he look like a Viking for fuck's sake? Let's be honest. Who? Uh, Mr. A Viking, Viking himself no, from Mexico, he, he's, right? He's, he's a, he's a, no, he looks nothing like a Viking at all. At least not, you know. Your he looks like a freaking small. Viking. Honestly, you know what he looks like? A, a little version of He looks like Genghis a teeny Khan. tiny Mexican man is what he looks like. And that too. But he looks like Genghis Khan. He's a teeny like a tiny version. little Mexican man. I'll throw over the midget Mexican or Uto the window. Oh. <laughs> I mean, Jesus that's my Fred Sanford Mexican. Uh, anyway. He's a little this, guy. This is, He's a little guy. That's it. Yeah, with, we, with we've all seen someone that looks like him working in, in, in you know, in, in, in the back of <laughs> our favorite pizza joint. Or oh, oh, our favorite tortilla packages. Yeah. No, they're fatter Absolutely. tortilla packages. <laughs> well, anyway, the point is, what I'm alluding to, TK is fighting with the bots, apparently, on Twitter, and he's oh, lost man. the fucking plot. And Jeff, please give us your thoughts first about our good old friend, Named Tony Khan and right, well, the bot fucking Viking argument. The uh, El Hijo del Vikingo. 
I understand that people think he's a very good wrestler, and I'm sure that he is. I have seen Matt, his matches. I've seen some AAA matches. I've seen him in MLW when they were in Tijuana. I've seen him in, in tag matches, six people matches. So and, have I, really. And, and I saw one Omega match, and I know there was supposed to be a title-for-title title match at Triple Mania, and Omega couldn't make it for reasons. I, I honestly don't remember what the reasons were. I don't know if he was sick. I don't know if Tony pulled him. I don't know if he was hurt. I just I honestly don't remember and don't care. Um, he was injured, I'm pretty okay. sure, at the time. Uh, well, that makes sense. He was injured for a long time. To right. call this a dream match, though, is I mean, I'm sure it's a dream match for people. I know it's a dream match because there are people out there saying it's a dream match. However, most wrestling fans have never heard of El Hijo de Vikinga, let alone, you know, watched him, let alone considered a dream match. And this is Tony's mistake. He keeps booking for those people. And... It wouldn't be a big deal if Kenny wasn't in the middle of something. Like if he was doing nothing, but you just started a story with him on Wednesday where him and the Bucks backed up Adam Page against the Blackpool Combat Club. Meanwhile, the Dark Order is still there angry at the Blackpool Combat Club, and they're wondering, we we love you, Adam Page, but do you love us back? It, it's sort of like uh, KO and Sammy, you know, except uh, too many lovers. Um, it's, and, uh, it's a little gay. Right. And that that is a little gay. And that has to get sidetracked with the person who is the star of this show. I mean, Kenny should be the star of this group. So it, it's an unnecessary dream match. And you know where a good place for this dream match would be, where it's not inappropriate? Ring of Honor. You have another show where where that fan base would love it and nobody could criticize this because you don't need a story. Everything in Ring of Honor is basically new. If, if you watch Ring of Honor, and poor Jimmy and I have, some of it spilled over from AEW programming, maybe some from Dark and Dark Elevation. I wouldn't know. Uh, but <laughs> yeah. most of it just feels like it's been dropped in the middle, which is okay after two or three episodes because you realize it's something new. It's just it has no origin story. We're pretending that it's existing. Um, right. And it's been existing. Uh, so, Tony, this is not bots. These are real people. These are real people saying, like, some of them are trolls. Some of them are trying to give you a hard time. But some are like, dude. This isn't how you tell a story. This isn't how you make episodic television. If you're trying to run a house show, you know, you know, in in a fairly you know major city, especially you know one maybe California, New York, Texas, Arizona, you know, this is going to be a big draw at the top of your house show. You know, without TV, you're doing house shows now. Why, why don't you do oh, no. it? What what happened to not doing then? those? Film it just in case it's great. And if it's great, then you can put on bonus content or something like that. Put it on YouTube. Put it on Rampage instead of regular Rampage. Ain't nobody watching Rampage anyway. Uh, <laughs> put it on one of the nights where the NBA or NCAA preempts it until it's on at midnight. I I don't know. It's it's just it it's not a dream match for 95% of the wrestling audience. It's not a dream match for more than 50% of the AEW diehards, even if they make pretend that it is. And as good as this guy might be, I've seen him. We have Phoenix. We have the Don, the Martin brothers. We have Mike Seidel. We have Action Andretti. We have Sammy Guevara. I mean, you, we could go on and on and on with all the guys we have that are exactly like this fella, uh, except bigger, which is hard to say. I was going to say. Darby what Allen, is he? Arch Cassidy. They're all the friggin' same. He looks like a five foot two little El Mimito, to be honest. They, they list him at five foot six, 152, which probably uh, is five foot. That's bullshit. Four, you know how they, how it you is. know, 141. I mean, yeah. You know. All right. He's, I'm done. If he's, I'm, I'm, if, you if asked the answer. Well, if he's five six, then uh, he's easily five two, no doubt about it. Chris, 
What's your thoughts about TK and his bots? And more importantly, the, the dream match. Uh, TK needs to learn the lesson that like people have been trying to tell him to learn for a very long time. And that's no sell, brother. No sell. If you think somebody's really small and unimportant on Twitter, don't fucking react to them. Don't let them goad you into reacting over and over and over again. Because it wasn't just the first comment. Now there's a second comment where, well, you know, these people, they claim that they used to be fans of AEW, but when you go through all of their comments, there's nothing positive about AEW. Do you mean to tell me that a billionaire's son, a guy who owns a professional wrestling company, who is part owner of the Jaguars, who's part owner of a a football club that's supposed to be in the Premier League, this guy is taking his fucking time out of the day to go through people who are saying, hey, I don't like your wrestling program. He's going through their Twitter. He's scrolling through to find if they've ever at any point said something positive about his fucking wrestling program. Jesus Christ, man. No sell the shit out of this. You can't fucking sell to these people. It's fucking insane. It's the same advice I have for QT Marshall. QT Marshall is never going to be a serious fucking wrestler. But I'll tell you what makes it look even less serious is when he's arguing with people who have less than a thousand fucking followers on Twitter. Arguing with (laughs) Jeff for fuck's sakes. Listen, Jeff is brilliant, and I will say that uh, forever. Jeff is a brilliant guy. You know, I'm. I, I feel blessed. I feel happy that he's that he's that he's <laughs> that he's a part of what we do and everything. But yeah, we're not important. If you're taking the time out of your day, if you're a TV wrestler and you're arguing with me or Jimmy or Jeff, you need to be ashamed of your goddamn <laughs> self. And if you're TK and you're scrolling through all of our feeds trying to find if we've ever said anything positive about your fucking programming, <laughs> you need to touch some boobs. Jesus. And, and one last point on that to Tony, if you're listening, I know you're not, but maybe you are. Did it ever occur to you that maybe some of those people are some of the 600,000 people who watched you in week one who are now no longer watching you three and a half years later? There's a lot of those. I've seen them online, them right. saying that specifically, right? Or, or don't go that far back. Do you think maybe they might possibly be some of the 250,000 people who were watching you a, a month and a half ago? but stop watching you since then. So maybe they were former AEW fans or people who want to be AEW fans, but they just can't take the, the ADHD booking and strange things pulled out of nowhere, calling them dream matches for main events that have nothing to do with the story. When you have where you, the last pay-per-view was pretty underwhelming, pretty poorly received, the least bought pay-per-view, and most of the matches were booked in the week before. And I know some of you say, well, WrestleMania, they're still booking matches. First of all, they already knew the matches, and everyone knew it. They're just finishing stories. Secondly, I'm not saying WrestleMania's been booked that great. If AEW's supposed to be better, be better. It's easier. You're you're smart. You've got a million wrestlers. If you're better, be better. If you're better, I'm going to say you're better. Even if you got little Twinkie Dinks on on there for a third (laughs) of the show. Because you know what? I've trained myself not to care about that as much anymore. I'm never going to completely abandon that I don't like Twinkie Dinks, but little wrestlers undersized people but but it, it's, it's i'm not gonna i'm not gonna get hung up on on shitting on the product just because of that choice i'm gonna you know I'm, hate watching is a thing but like uber hate watching is is unhealthy for me yeah especially the amount of shit we've been watching lately jeff but it is what it is mm-hmm. um look 
First it's of all, you making him watch Ring of Honor. Jeez, I'm not geez. making him watch anything. Okay, well, he doesn't have to watch me. it. Excuse me. <laughs> God. And first of all, like uh, both <coughs> of you have, have alluded to, Khan needs to shut the fuck up. Like, period. You know what I'm saying? Just shut up. Stop fucking talking to just random people. And at the end of the day, how dumb is this guy? Straight up. If you know, I had a conversation. It. I had a conversation today. Like, we're we're, we're HMG, right? Like, like this, right. this is who we're doing this for. You know, right, today right. I had a conversation on the Hameen Media Group uh, Facebook page where uh, James Williamson, he asked, who is vikingo who is this guy and ben actually responded and he said he's a he's a luchador triple a guy you know think like uh phoenix right and ben was actually his answer was respectful even i i I was sort of surprised that he didn't just step on the fucking guy but he answered sort of respectfully and then williamson said okay i don't know him is this really is this really a dream match or is this a tape trader masturbator wet dream (laughs) that's and i said I said, it's the second. And he said, you know, he he said, this is a fan. This is a guy who I've talked to before. This is a guy I know is going to tell me the truth when we're talking. You know what I mean? He says, listen, I really want to like AEW. And I I keep trying, but they keep giving me stuff that I don't care about on this television product. And I said to, I had to say to him, listen, man, I feel the exact same way. I was a WCW guy when the wars were happening and I dipped out of wrestling, you know, shortly after they went out of business, I keep trying to come back. And then now I'm doing this podcast. But when we started, Jimmy, I really thought to myself, okay, dynamite's going to start. There's going to be some stupid shit on there. Cause I had seen the fucking young bucks already. And I knew I didn't like the young bucks. I knew I didn't like that kind of wrestling. And I thought to myself, all right, we're going to put up with about six months to a year of some of this stupid <laughs> shit, but they'll have some good stuff too. And after Which about a was. year, and after about a year, they'll realize what's really good for business and what's not. And they'll cut out the house show shit. And instead what they've done is they've leaned into the house and in, into the house show shit. And they've, and they've left people like Miro at home. I, I don't understand those kinds of practices. And there's a huge audience of people who I really believe would like to support AEW, but they turn Absolutely. it on and they go, I can't support this. Dude, as a matter of fact, I was <clears throat> looking all around social media the last couple of days and I've seen those exact fans, those lapsed AEW fans, shall we say, now that now that they're going on to their fourth year. That said, I was watching it back in 2019 till about 2020. And now I'm out. Like, I don't even want to watch. They haven't watched the last three years because it's just a joke. And think about from when we started, like you just said, Chris, when we started podcasting over three years ago now, and we started the skirmish in particular. Like, we were laughing at their bullshit then. And most of the things that we predicted, which is also became true. For example, if you're over six foot tall, you ain't fucking main eventing, period. It's just, you know, over six foot two, like, that's the past point, right? And what do you know? We're saying it as a joke back then, but shit, it's the truth. It's three years later and we're still like, this is what's happening. You know what I mean? They've gotten worse. Let's be honest. They've gone backwards, dude. 2019 AEW was so much better. I mean, way better than fucking what we have right now, man. They've gone backwards in a way that's exacerbated by... You could forgive them for most of the first year because they they signed 
probably the best indie talent they could sign. And that's right. what they had. And, and you sort of expected there would be that. Sure, you didn't want as much Marco Stunt and I didn't want as much Jungle Boy and whatever. Marco and, you know, Stunt, fuck. But at the same time, you know, they signed, you know, Wardlow came in and that was cool. And listen, when the they acclaimed. signed Brian Cage, we thought that was a big right. move. When they signed Lance Archer, we thought that was a big move. Neither one of them turned anything. When they signed Brody Lee, that was a huge deal. And that panned out. And, and it was, I mean, it's such a tragedy on every level that the man died so young. But oh, I think if he hadn't died, the trajectory of AEW would be so much different. But then Miro they so? signed, and, and that was great. But then they couldn't stop. It's like Matt Hardy, Christian. I'm not saying Christian did bad, but everyone everyone anywhere got signed. The Seidel brothers. You you, you the name Seidel's it. The is a waste of fucking time and money. Let's be honest. Most of them are wastes of time. The thing is, it's too much clutter. No, but I mean, you Andrade, need those veterans, though. Like, now he's going to get some well, star treatment. Well, no. <laughs> well, yeah, I know that's true too. But to be fair, well, their roster like, is their roster isn't minor league anymore. Their roster is major league. It's major major league. They 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 could have three major league TV shows, and there's and they're still focusing on basically the same fourteen or fifteen guys that they have from day one. We're still getting Orange Cassidy every goddamn week, sometimes twice. Yep. Yeah, that's true. Absolutely and I like the match this week. I, I like I've said I said on the skirmish, I liked his match this week. I thought it was actually an excellent TV match. But still, can we stop fucking seeing Orange Cassidy? Yeah. Yeah, no, you're right, man. And like, like I said, these companies gone so backwards. Everything has gone back. I mean, he can't deny it. And like him posting Dream Match, for example, which is what I wanted to say earlier on Twitter. And he wasn't expecting any sort of backlash from the fan base, from the IWC on social media. What the fuck is he tripping on? You know what I mean? Surely he would have expected that. The what audience, I know is... both of my co-hosts need to search out the, it's it's going around Twitter. I don't know who did it. I think it was the, you know, the, I think it's the account AEW Freakazoid. Um, he did, Tony Khan is equals Herb Abrams and there's parts one and part two. And, <laughs> yeah. and watch it and, and, and tell me that you don't think it's exactly the same. But they it. even cover it. It's like, you know, it was, I think it was B. Brian Blair who's being interviewed in this segment. Oh, you mentioned said, it, right. He said Herb Abrams booked things that he f would find entertaining and he thought everybody else would find it entertaining and they just didn't. And that's what Tony does. And he can't, he can't get out of his own thing. It's like all the criticisms people have of Vince, it's the same criticism. It's just the IWC loves all the little guys, pizza guy and this one and War God, Horse and, ridiculous, you know, Nick Gage pizza and all this guy. nonsense, you know, the, the, the Miko, uh, Miko, who's the, who's the little girl who gives everyone the finger from Japan? Who, uh, who can't, oh my she God, can't wrestle forget. with what Vic, but she Makiyoto, says, Makiyoto, right, okay. Right. Uh, you know, like that, and they're like, "Woo, this is great!" It's, but it really is, and it's just, it's just dropping, it's just dropping a ball there and watching it bounce, and then it bounces away, and you never see it again. Well, speaking of female Japanese wrestlers in particular, they need to sign someone like this. Oh God, okay, please. Julia. No, right, and, that's real talent over there in Japan. That, that, could, that could that could turn my entire view of AEW around right there. She's good too, man. Take, I don't care. Take my word for it. My favorite oh, wrestler, in, my favorite wrestler in AEW by far is, is Layla Gray, and she never wrestles. <laughs> well, speaking of your favorites, <laughs> look at my time. Who it is? Hello, baby cakes. Hello, my speaking. It, it's Lasakaria. <laughs> it's you know, Lasakaria. They, they had a six point nine uh, Richter uh, Richter scale earthquake there today. Really? No, it's a didn't tsunami know that. warning. Yeah, be careful, baby cakes. I'm glad your your <laughs> internet's working. Come home where it's nice and safe. 
50 degrees. Oh, man. No problems here. <laughs> What's up, La Sicaria? Uh, Jeff misses you really bad. Hopefully, you're back by next week. Hopefully. Oh right, Jeff. He's starting to get grumpy, honestly, Viv. He's starting he to get grumpy. Fuck he yes. needs you home. I can't handle it anymore, Viv. I can't do it. I can't do it. I started to get grumpy about three weeks ago. I started getting mean two weeks ago. <laughs> yeah. I know what I feel. I, I, I know what I just can't control it. It's, it's like when somebody doesn't eat for a while, and all of a sudden you think, like, poutine, not poutine, like, vegemite taste, because you just need some fucking yeah. food. Like, you're eating I was going to say, don't diss poutine. Poutine is fantastic. Vegemite yeah, sucks. No, I, the gravy fries, it's delicious. Okay, have, yeah. have either one of you guys tried Vegemite? Yes. Oh, it's yeah. disgusting. Oh, yeah. it's like, it's and like you have two clues. Okay. Yeah, I know. It's disgusting. I agree. <laughs> but anyway, uh, Todd says, don't forget Riho. She's the worst, literally the worst ever. Not when she's holding a lead pipe. <laughs> Just so, quietly. Somebody, somebody on Twitter. Oh, my God. It was Jamie Hader Stan account. That that was literally. Yay! <laughs> I hope that's true. That that was that's literally the name of this person's account, and oh. they said something about Rio, uh, you know how great she is, uh, and I'm saying, listen, we don't it's we don't not like Rio because she's Japanese, and we don't not like Rio because people no. say that she's Kenny's girlfriend. We don't we that's don't like joke. Rio because she's 85 pounds, doesn't look like she can hurt a fly, and she can't pounds? speak English, so she can't even she can't show what what charisma she has or hasn't had. But her her body language doesn't give, give a curse. There's no character to get behind. That was that was what I said. That's you you can disagree with it, but it's not like obnoxious or me. She she just said back. I, I'm assuming it's a she. I don't know for sure. Ooh, ew, you're gross. I'm just, you know, and I'm just like you know. <laughs> I, I don't feel the need to respond to Jamie Hater Stan account. I mean, it sort of says <laughs> it all, but I mean, ooh, you're gross for that. 100k fans love these Wednesdays. Yeah, it was less than yeah. 900k you were being That's optimistic true. it was about what eight it, it was it was whatever it was it was six thousand less than the week before yeah that facts it is what it is well let's get back to rampage guys because next we get Stu grayson wasn't sh yeah i know i forgot all about it <laughs> next we get Stu grayson grayson wasn't sure what to say when asked if he's back in AEW after the blackpool combat club put evil uno in the hospital with a concussion apparently he knows the answer. Stu confirmed that he is back and Grayson wants revenge on John Moxley in a match next week. Now, before I ask for your guys' opinions, I actually think Grayson is the best one in Dark Order. I think he's a decent wrestler. He actually looks like you can take him kind of serious, but you can't, unfortunately, because he's in the Dark Order and he's an OG Dark Order guy all the way back to Super Smash Brothers with Evil Uno. But um, I think he's a he's a good talent to have around, and I think that match with Moxley, I guess this Wednesday, will be a hard hitting blood bath, like you said earlier, Jeff. But um, I think he's a good signing for what he is. But I think you need to get away from uh, from the Dark Order, Chris. Do you like Grayson? I mean, I love his accent too. He's got that real strong, thick Montreal French Canadian accent, man. Uh, as far as I'm concerned, Stu Grayson is um, – he's at least in the top 50% of the talents in AEW in terms wow. of just his talent. Mm. Um, now, that's not saying a lot. I'm just saying he's he's not as bad as half of the roster. No, he's not. He really is isn't. Right. But, but uh, yeah, I mean, listen, he's got good physical charisma. Um, when he's in the ring, he tells a story with – what he's doing with his facials. 
Um, it might be a bit of an oversell sometimes, um, but I I think he's very coordinated. I think that he has a reputation for not injuring people in the ring and being a pretty good pro. So he's the kind of guy who you can have around your wrestling company as long as you want him as a good hand. And I'll tell you from, from the crowd perspective, uh, Winnipeg gave him a real good pop because we knew he was back. And it was it was clear it was a very clear welcome back. We're glad you still have a job, Stu, kind of kind of reaction for him. Um, but I don't know what you do with Stu Grayson. He does have a very thick French accent. Um, and he's never really been a singles competitor in the past. So I'm not Sweet. sure he can transition very easily. I think he's kind of stuck as a good hand in the tag team division, which kind of has always been his job. So keep him doing that. Maybe you could make him and, and Evil Uno slightly more serious if you just got them away from the Dark Order and the whole goofy goofiness. But at this point, I don't know if Stu Grayson's ever going to be more than he is. Well, they're trying to go a little more serious with Uno, if you've, if you've noticed, Chris, so... I guess they are trying that. As far as uh, Grayson goes, who knows? But yeah, Jeff, do you agree? Do you like Grayson? I mean, I agree with with what Chris said again. It shouldn't be of any surprise. But I'm of two minds with this. I mean, I agree. Of the people in the Dark Order, he's probably the best wrestler. Yeah, um, that's exactly what we think. You're right. Why did they cut him then? I mean, why did they cut him instead of Alex Reynolds or Colt Cabana? You know, or Preston Vance, or you know, or Alan Johnny Hungy for crying out loud. From, from, so, from what I understand, Jeff, he was having visa issues that he's been able to figure out, but okay. he was having visa issues when they were and him. they didn't fire him. His contract just left. That's all. Oh, yeah, totally different things. Um, anyway, uh, the, the I've never heard him speak before. I actually thought this was a pretty good promo, but. I mean, it's silly because we know what's going to happen. It's going to be a match that's too long. It's going to be brutal. He's going to get too much offense in, but Moxley's going to win. What would have been interesting is if instead, when Stu Grayson came out, instead he sided with the with the BCC and said, "You all left right. me for dead," and and even and they and Vance left you, Anna left you, Angels got True. got away, Colt got sent. You didn't care about anything, and you and you were fighting. You guys were you weren't even on cards. You weren't doing anything, and nobody picked up the phone and thought I could help. I'm sitting here at home, bare, barely. I didn't know where my next meal was coming from. You, you ingrates, you know, you backstabbers. And he sides with the BCC. You know what? He's got a he's got a different style than them, but he's badass enough. To, he's got that good high kick that sort of like the hell of a kick. Things were so up. bad, I had to re-debut in Winnipeg of all places. Right. And uh, you know, I don't know. He's you know, he's he's a little small, but he he can move. And yeah, he's but got... he's tough, man. He's he, he's yeah, pretty like hard hitting as a wrestler too. I like that. Let me just say this: if you're gonna invest something in AW, why the fuck are you investing in the Dark Order? I mean, this this is a failed commodity. There's no reason for it. So unless they're planning a turn and a nice, interesting little low card inter interfeud, you know. Then why? I mean, bring Preston Vance out of LFI. That that's fucking nothing. Yeah. Bring Alan Angels in. Peligroso. Let, 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 let it be like the the when they had the new Midnight Expresses versus versus the you know old Midnight Express, and you know and and let that play out there. If you want to be a, a works program, a jobs program, fine. But stop saying that you're having trouble getting everyone on TV when you keep adding people. And the one thing you were doing to improve your show. 
And the one thing I'm starting to like about Ring of Honor more than AEW is that there's less of that clutter. Every match doesn't have a thousand moving parts and a thousand people around. Well, this is how you get them on TV is by having a thousand people in every match and too many things to look at and the lava doesn't make sense. So nothing against Stu Grayson, good wrestler. I'm glad he got his job back. I'm sure his standard of living and his and his outlook, at least near term, looks a lot better than it did two weeks ago. That's it. Fair, I, fair I, point. I just, I just don't get it. But, you know, I just gave you an idea that could possibly work and could be interesting. So maybe run with it. I like it. I'm not going to lie. I think he would actually suit the blackpool combat club even though he's canadian that's I, all right i think he, he'd i think he'd do a better well what do you mean even though he's canadian We're wait, 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 wait. To, to because they're all the from States blackpool they're all from blackpool bro. none of them are from blackpool exactly my point that's why none of them have even canadian. been to blackpool i know that's why they should stop that fucking name one of them left. Called... we don't even know where the fuck they Ryan should be is. just the combat club plain and simple that's right now by the way by the way he would fish shit by the way he would he would suit that that group much better than Wheeler Yuda, who I still Ugh. think is superhuman in disguise. So, uh, fuck like... this shit. Yeah, fuck them, fuck them all. But yeah, look, with the Dark Order, I will say, think back to like 2019, 2020-ish, but more 2019, it was much better than this shit. Before Hangman and Adam Page got involved, before any of the real goofiness really started, like with Johnny Hungy and Reynolds and shit, that join the dark order.com what adam page is the angle killer he is the common denominator <laughs> to ruining every angle it, including his there's own some truth to that there's really no argument to that i kind it's of like, agree it's like to Blair that. underwood you put him on a tv show it gets cancelled <laughs> fuck that's bad dude i mean seriously i mean yeah no you're right that's a good point actually jeff because really when he started joining them whatever he is to them that's when she really went down and i was never a fan of dark order in the first place but they were a little better with all the vignettes of joining the dark order.com and all that that was all right well, it's a cult compared to now beards, it's funny without saying yeah it, well it was it was appropriately ironic right exactly so listen yeah, all i know is if we're going to be talking about adam page you need to play rhinestone cowboy otherwise i refuse to continue second are we talking adam I'm page or just gonna move Oh no, I did do that on the skirmish too, just quietly. This is not but the fuck skirmish. it, I know it's not the skirmish, but fuck it, let's just do it one more time for the hell People of it. Are, are we seeing too? <laughs> well, let's talk Adam Page since his damn song is on in the background. Where do we go with Adam Page? Anyone? I know this I song is better. The lights are shining on me. <laughs> I know this song's got more personality than Adam. I want to get cards and from people I don't even know. Offers on no, the telephone. Well, let's be real, guys. Come on. I have no idea where you go with Adam Page. I mean, the only interesting thing I could think with him is that he also turns on on the faces and rejoins the Blackpool Combat Club. But what's probably... I mean, he's bled and done battle with, with Moxley. That was the rule. But, I mean, the only thing I see on the horizon is the Elite versus the Bullet Club at Forbidden Door Why? 2 with Ricky Starks, you know, with them. And then you have... That's a, you stupid. Know, well, it really isn't. This Bullet Club and the Elite are sort Why? of the same thing. Cowboy. <laughs> well, like... Uh, Todd, sorry, Jeff, for cutting you off, but it's okay. it was right on the fucking hook. But like Todd Brownlee said, like a butterfly cowboy instead. Absolutely. Like a butterfly cowboy. Who's that? Hi, Jeff. Who's that Facebook user? Oh, I don't know. Yeah. Hi, Jeff. I don't know. Hi. I have a clue that is. It's, it might be Scott. 
Hi, Scott. Or if not, hi, whoever you are. I'll, I'll can double check who that fan. is. Fan. And <laughs> well, I know it's not the beautiful Sicaria because her, her name and gorgeous, gorgeous picture comes up. Well, and, and plus you'd probably kill, kill whoever that person is. <laughs> She's La Sicaria after all, right? I, I love when she murders on my account. <laughs> Chris, what do you do with fucking hangman at this point i, I mean, listen i've suggested what i think is a brilliant way to go with adam page if you really want to explain why adam page is so angry and why he seems to go up and down and up and down why he seems to be friends with the gayest group just <laughs> have him be a closeted homosexual who's been angry about not wanting to come out who finally comes to the point where he accepts that he's gay and that that's okay and you can actually i'm not being funny I actually <laughs> think that this would be a good angle for him. And I think that it could be a really interesting thing. I think you would get a lot of even semi-mainstream, you know, semi-mainstream coverage for an angle like that. If Oof. you if you if you did it in a respectful manner, but I honestly think that it would be good for him. <laughs> I mean, uh, yeah, fair enough. I mean, I see where you're coming from. But, and, and what's weird, I actually used to be a fan of these guys, like, before, like, AEW was a thing. But if all the rumors and innuendo and whatnot is true about him not listening to, to any veterans, then he's just a fucking goose, straight up. But, in saying that, there's nothing wrong with not listening to certain people, because some wrestlers prefer to listen to certain veterans, say, for example, that can get through to them. And others. I mean, I saw, I believe it was Mr. Regal saying that just on social media, like this past week, where not all talent listens to certain veterans. You know what I mean? Some listen to others. At the end of the day, they all listen to, to who they respect because like some old timers are, you know, they, they kind of got ego and sort of not explain shit properly. And I think a lot of wrestlers yes, don't like Yes, but that. if you've main evented WrestleMania and you have some ego, True. but you're trying to give me some advice, As I am not ego. going to miss the opportunity to shut the fuck up. Well, Th that is yeah. definitely the opportunity to shut the fuck up and listen. Because somebody True. who's main evented WrestleMania is talking to you, shut the fuck up and listen. I agree. You know what? There's For a sure. difference between doing what they say and listening. Yep, listening is just polite and respectful. You don't have to take the know, advice, but but you but sure. you don't blow them off. At least if they weren't a total dick to you, if they came out to you and said, you know, you really suck, so you know maybe you should listen to someone, you little you know entitled brat. If they came up to me like that, I'd feel the same way too. But I don't think that's the way most wrestlers talk to each other. I think they probably say, hey, I was watching your match, I saw what you did, and you know, you know, here's I have a couple thoughts for you know how you could improve on this or how you could tighten the match or tell tell a better story. You know, if, if it's anything that's reasonable, you should you should respect the veteran in anything, you know, in whatever profession you're in. If somebody's been doing it longer than you and probably more successfully than than you, uh, you know, even though maybe you're getting paid now because your boss, you know, has tons of money and overpays. But whatever it is, you know, you know. Stevie Ray isn't, you know, the most famous wrestler in the world. But if he's talking, and I'm not, I'm just picking him out of the blue. I'm not saying he's ever spoken to anyone. He's part of ChannelAttitude.com, by the yeah, way. I know, I know. Jeff, um, yeah, yeah. But uh, you, you listen. If Jake Roberts talks, you listen. It, you know, if CM Punk, well, talks, you listen. 
Well, I love Jake the Snake Roberts, one of my favorites growing up of all time. But he did say the elite is much better than the bloodline. Yeah, well, who does and the right way to, to respond. Listen, the right way to respond to that. If you're in the business and Jake Roberts comes up and he says the elite are better than the bloodline, you go tell me more, Mister Roberts. I'm really interested right. to hear your perspective on this. And right. then let him and talk. Why, right. You don't have to be convinced, but let him talk to you. Let him tell you what his fucking perspective is, because you can and, learn you from people up. without agreeing with them i agree and by the way he works for aw and if he's talking to younger talent they work at aw too so they might not think it's so absurd anyway but even if he, even if you don't agree with it who cares he, he's one of the best promos in history he's one of the best psychological wrestlers in history if not the best psychological wrestler in history i strongly believe that i mean it's it, it, he's in the conversation i, I don't i don't Absolutely. ever like saying the best because there's right. so many people who are so good at so many different things. And, and who's to say what's the best of, of anything? Anyway. Well, Bret Hart yeah. is the answer. But <laughs> The best there is. The best there was. The best there well, you know what? If Bret Hart offers to give you advice, you listen. I'm taking it. You better Absolutely. shut the fuck up and listen. Can you imagine this idiot? Like, I'm talking about Adam Page sitting there, like, say a veteran. Imagine someone like a Bret the Hitman Hart is sitting there trying to talk to him, right? And then Adam Page is just looking like side to side looking anywhere but listening to brett i mean fucking hell you just want to grab the guy and just slap him like you know what i mean well listen when you've got cm punk and qt marshall in your locker room and you're paying closer <laughs> attention to to the advice of qt marshall yeah there's something fucking wrong with you he's the you're head trainer idiot. actually chris so you're an idiot the, the person the person <laughs> but who's who the idiot? that guy the head trainer is an idiot the, well, the, the guy, the saying, guy who honestly respects that guy's opinion more than a CM Punk, is an idiot. Yeah, true. that's stupid. That's true. Now you I may agree. listen to QT Marshall and do what he says because he has more clout in the company. It's going to get right, you further. Right. But you yes, should still true. take to heart and file away what CM Punk said. If you ever have to work anywhere else, because what he says is going to is going to work more for any TV promotion. Maybe what what you know. QT Marshall says will work better on on indies, but I still don't think so. Anyway, uh, we're you know I mean listen, all you need to know about AEW is within the last year they hired Madison Rain to be the head trainer for the women's division, you and already they really. hired a new trainer for the women's division. Serena Dave should be the head trainer of the women on of the women's side should. by a mile. But, but, right. but where is she? Does she even work for AEW anymore? I don't uh, know. Uh, that's a good question. I mean, Benny's best friends with her, so we should actually ask. The, the Ayatollah himself, Bin Khamin. We, we, well, we should. Uh, Bin, I, I assume you're watching or will watch. Let, let us know. Does she even still work for AEW? Is it on a contract for her parents? What's what's going on? But, I mean, why isn't Serena Deeb the one that's challenging Athena? Why is it a, a Japanese wrestler that, that I've never heard of? Yes, Vikingo did. I've heard of El Hijo del Vikingo. Uh, and I've seen this one. I've never heard of this woman. Was, was this a story that carried over from Dark? But why isn't Serena Deeb or why isn't Mercedes Martinez interested in getting her title back? Like, you know what? Where is Mercedes Martinez, Jeff? I, don't I think she's know. done. Why are you dropping right. this, this Japanese wrestler out, out of the sky? She may be great, but build her up. Have her win four matches in a row or something. And you would know. Talk about it. You would know who she is when you see her. Remember the genie Japanese girl? girl like I don't in know. I remember they brought these Joshi girls and most of them stunk and they were a couple that were pretty good. 
I hope well, she. Whatever. I, I hope she's one of them that was pretty good because there was one who stood out. Eh, she's all right. All but... I remember about when all those Joshi girls came over was m- me making Jargo's head explode with the jokes. That's all I remember about <laughs> that whole thing. That's true. Right, and now where is he? <laughs> That's what I was going to say. Now where is he? But I'm telling you, he's a big fan of hers, though. As anyone should be. I mean, that, that, I mean that's like <laughs> Serena D mixed, mixed with a taller Japanese woman is, is like, I mean, that's everyone's fetish. And if it's not, it should be. To mine. I only, I only love Latino women. Well, sticking with uh, women. women. Woman. Just one. Singular. Jesus Christ. Oh, did I'm you say women? Oh. Woman. Woman. You misheard, that's Tommy. A... Oh, no, no. He did say woman. That's... La Sicaria uh... is going to be pissed, Jeff. Yeah, she's she's going to come woman. right now, really indeed, pissed. Jeff. Yeah. No, no, it's it's only her, only her. Like the anyway, Bella, I mean Garcia's. You can look, but you can't. <laughs> I don't know. Oh, no, they're not the Bellas anymore. Right, the but anyway, my, my bad. I, Next... I actually want to go on Google Trends and go, who's more famous, Nikki Bella or Nikki Garcia? <laughs> oh well, <laughs> I wonder. Oh, but um, <laughs> let's let's move on because staying on the women, it is another. Yes, it's a women's matchup. Yes, shall we shall? Um, it yeah, is Ty. Like <laughs> anyway, it is Ty. Michelle sounds more Greek every day. That's God right. damn it, guys! God damn it! <laughs> it's Ty Valkyrie versus Ava Lawless. Chris, who's Ava Lawless? Is she Canadian? I know, but uh, are you yeah. sure? Great wrestling name. <laughs> Ava Lawless, right? Nothing beats Ben Dejo, but uh, Chris. Ben <laughs> Dejo. Like, literally, his first name Ben, last name Dejo. That's mm-hmm. the best professional wrestling name I've ever seen in my life. That is fucking pretty good. I'll give him that. But anyway, uh, Tyler looked strong, man. This was a, obviously a squash match. Tyler was working the crowd, something that other women don't really know how to do in AEW. Um, and she finished her off with the Road to Valhalla, which is really the jaded ironically um so i guess we're gonna have a the battle of the jaded finishes here like when they do face each other but i was impressed with uh with valkyrie and like i said on the skirmish to you chris i feel like Taya valkyrie is the only one that looks believable right now on that roster that could possibly beat jade cargill even though she will not yeah i mean she physically fits the part i mean she's a big she's a big muscular girl she knows how to work like you said she was working the crowd uh i can tell you winnipeg was pretty stoked to see her you know obviously she's a good canadian girl she used to spend summers in winnipeg doing uh i think ballet when she was younger they mentioned Um, that actually they did mention that that uh she used to do ballet yeah so i mean listen like she obviously got a good reaction from winnipeg she tends to get pretty good reactions. I think she's an excellent professional wrestler in all facets. Absolutely. I think that she's good as a character too. I think that I've seen her pull off a character that's menacing and scary. I've also seen her pull off a, a pretty believable baby face and do some pretty good comedy stuff in terms of, in terms of the character work. I think Taya Valkyrie is pretty much instantly one of the top four women that they have on the roster. Um, again, that's, if Serena Deeb isn't part of the roster anymore, who I honestly think is one of the best female wrestlers in a technical sense that I've seen. Absolutely. Literally ever. Probably. She's one of the best technical wrestlers. Um, But you know, Taya Valkyrie is a very good professional wrestler in all aspects of things. And I think that there's absolutely no way that she beats uh, Jade Cargill because nobody who isn't an AEW original is doing anything impressive over the next 
I would say six months. And heck, she's probably the biggest chick there other than Jade Cargill, and they're both the same height. So you know what that means. And I'm not talking about Dynamite. That means she's probably going to be jobbed even worse than Frankie Monet was in NXT. <laughs> so, I mean, shit. And just quietly, Chris, before I get to you, Jeff, Todd Brantley says in the chat, Ava Lawless is Canadian, born in Ottawa, bred in Calgary. So eat that, Chris. She is Canadian. All right, great. <laughs> Enhancement time, so that's fine. Um, yeah, that'd be great. It would be great, but it ain't happening, boy. It's I mean, not happening. It's just strange to me that you bring in somebody from the outside when your main women's story is the outcast versus AEW homegrown. It's just it's just a strange time to have a big Ballyhoo debut over, you know, you know, over bringing in somebody who's an outsider. It, it's just weird, and you know I, that since she's probably not going to win, if she's going to be on TV, she has to join the outcasts, right? I mean, that's that's you know, they, they become the new. They, they won't be the four horsemen. They'll be like the four faces of death or whatever. I don't know. But uh, nah, she's too big to be part of that crew, though, man. And plus, she was treated like an outsider or outcast in matter. WWE. To be fair, well, it, to be fair, she had the same exact gimmick as Mandy Rose. And which one of them pulled it off better, Mandy Rose? Oh, wow. I mean, they were they were both trying to recruit a faction. Well, one worked, the other didn't. So, and one of them was forty, and the other was thirty at the time. So, right. Uh, well, how old is Ty Valkyrie? You have old? She's she 40 or 41 now. She's old. Really? She's older than Hennigan. She's about two Shit. years older than Hennigan. Yeah. You're kidding. Um, well, then she must be in her 40s. Probably. Well, like I said, 41, I think, is what she is. Anyway. Damn. I mean, she's a she, she's a very good wrestler. She's a good power wrestler. She's very Absolutely. strong. I, I think that if Jade is someone who does listen, she will be able to bring out the power side of Jade's game well. And, and I, I'm actually interested in seeing this, and I'm invested in it. I hope it's more than one match. I doubt it will because I'm sure they want to keep that momentum. But 55 isn't a bad number to change it, and it's just sort of a trap with Jade now at this point. I mean, granted, she They've looks like a million themselves. bucks in a star, but right. it wouldn't be the worst thing. You know, I don't think there's anything wrong with putting a title on, Val, on Taya, but I heard what Chris said. I agree with it. I mean, you know, right now it's a time for AEW homegrowns to, to have the shine. But Taya doesn't, I mean, I just watched Taya Valkyrie, you know, she just lost her tag team titles on Impact. I'm sure she's going to drop her women's middleweight title in MLW, probably already did in real life, Um, right? I think tonight she's in Mexico with uh, Masha Slamovich, someone else, and they're facing Camille. She's getting a lot of um, play right now. And Diana Perrazzo and someone else, like 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 a... I guess it's a fairly big show in Guadalajara. It's a triple A show, but it's like Impact, NWA, triple. They each have one woman from Impact, NWA, and Triple A on on their on their card. So they dream matches, right, Jeff? Uh, it's it's. I mean, it's a pretty <laughs> good match. Um, no, no, no. Okay, right. But you know what I mean. But uh, but there uh, but there may well be a story to that. I don't know because they they all sort of do work the indies and back and forth. Um, but even so. I think of AAA as a place that you would have house shows and indie shows, and and that's all fine. I mean, Lucha Libre is selling. Yeah, well, that's Lucha Libre, right? It's it's, it's <laughs> the original video game. Oh, absolutely, and they've always no sell and just flippity flappily. I mean, it all stems from Lucha Libre, really, with today's style. I mean, let's be but, honest. But I, I think everyone's right. I think I think Jade wins probably via some kind of cheating. But you know what? You did make it make me think there for a moment, Jeff. That 
maybe, just maybe, they might pull the trigger with Tay well, Valkyrie. I think they're going to make this highly unlikely. I can never remember all my points. I'm so sorry. But they're doing the whole thing with Mark Sterling again and trying to do legal maneuvers. That doesn't make sense. It doesn't make any sense. What it shows, They both work for AW, a wrestling company, and, and you can do legal things to make them not wrestle. I mean, it, it, no legal angle that Mark Sterling has ever made has ever been entertaining, made sense, or worked. They're all stupid. And that's what AEW also does. It, does. it goes back to the same stupid well all the time. There's so many wells in professional wrestling. Why do you go back to the same stupid? We're all a, QTV at least is different. I guess Mark Sterling is meant to be funny and legal, which is the exact same <laughs> thing that happened with She-Hulk. Holding the problem with both of those acts is that the people writing them don't know anything about the law or comedy. So wonderful. That's true. Yeah, he's I'm just one... Hey, you've muted yourself. Oh, okay. I want. I didn't want my applause to be disrupting the show, but I wanted to show that was a, because that was an amazing analogy. Absolutely. Um, Thanks, Jeff. And you could have been working on that for a while. I mean, you just had to come up with that. No, it just right now. Yeah, that was fucking brilliant. Oh, we might as well blow each other, guys. Fuck. No, I'm joking. It's not. It's I'm not thinking. the golden age here. Jimmy. we're not greek jimmy you're greek fuck Jesus. you motherfuckers i'm still pissed off about that but anyway keep toe away from the outsiders chris remember the outsiders jeez i even forgot about it i don't know why they didn't go with that that could have been perfect because you would have had an excuse to call them the outsiders and just say outsiders on commentary right, but whenever right. but whenever wwe tries to sue you you just say no, we didn't say outsiders. We said <laughs> yeah. outside hers, and you just misheard us. It's that would be perfect. funny. That would be actually quite funny because you can't prove it, right? Even if it clearly says, or well, you can clearly hear you him say outsiders. You yeah. can't prove it. You can't. So good no. luck. That's true. Good luck. But oh, clearly, you're way smarter than fucking the the, the booking committee in AEW. Um, Tony Khan. Anyway, the outcasts, which is not generic at all. Outcasts, fucking ridiculous, man. Are you so stupid? Anyway, also, if you were an out, also if you were an outcast, it means that you were an outcast from the other company, so you were cast out. Why are you apparently against the company that hired you after you were cast out by the other company? I'll tell you why. Because they're stupid, dude. Like it's like the All Atlantic Championship. Okay, how <laughs> I many think about it? Right? Of course they're going to be called the outcasts, even though what you said is exactly what it means. But this is AEW we're talking about. So, you know, that exactly, like Todd even said, because it's AEW. Sorry. It's plain and simple. That's your plain you know, and simple answer. After have said that, that, that they should fire Mark Sterling and he should get a Jewish lawyer. That would have been a good uh, Jewish Stop it, lawyer. guys. These are talking too much logic right now. Come on, man. Come on. It, it, you are all right. It's spot on, but it's too smart for fucking AEW. It's it's not happening. You know what I mean? They can't think of that shit. But um, make no mistake about it. Taya, Val uh, Taya Valkyrie was hired just to have someone go up against Jade Cargill because they don't know who to put her up against. Let's be real. That's what yeah, I feel they're, like. They're gonna. They're gonna. I think that they're gonna delay it as close to the pay per view as they can through these Mark Sterling stupidity things. And at some point, it's going to have to go through the baddie, you know, the baddies. But there's only one baddie now, so she might have to get the baddies back, or or do like an MGF and, and bring in bring in mercenaries from from you <laughs> know, outside. Oh boy, 
Uh, well, let's move on, guys, because next, this is funny to me. We, we see Stokely Hathaway was coached by Matt Hardy, Isaiah Cassidy, and Ethan Page for his no DQ match against Hook next week in a training montage. Well, kind of, anyway. Uh, Hathaway ate cookies, worked on the tickle escape from the Red Rum submission. This is ridiculous, but for whatever reason, it was probably one of the best things they've done all week. So I kind of digged it. Uh, Chris, did you like this little segment? Sometimes WrestleCraft can be fantastic. And this was one of those moments where this was pure WrestleCraft, but it was actually really good. And I, I kind of felt like, you know what? I should have known that some WrestleCraft with, with Matt Hardy would be good because oh, no. Matt Hardy has had some of the best WrestleCraft, I mean, in of the last 20 years. Uh, <laughs> so, yeah, I mean give me more of this give me more of this and give me less of stokely hathaway actually wrestling i don't want to see that right i agree jeff I, did I you like this? And yeah I, I did i did enjoy this and 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 you know matt hardy hasn't done anything good in aw to be honest uh and this is this is probably the best thing that he's done and it was also the first time that these three members of the firm or whatever this group, it's not quite a group that they actually seemed like they were on the same page and not right. That's true, other, absolutely. Which I like because I thought that I always think their dissension is sort of pointless. Not that I think they're a great faction or anything, but who who needs to see them fighting each other? No, who, who even cares? Um, so yeah, I liked it and I thought the cookie thing was good. I, I mean, <laughs> this was good. It was funny. Everything about it was good. This worked. Yep. Well, I I can see Matt Hardy sort of getting into the firm eventually, where he's just like, yeah, you know what. Fuck it. I'm part of this team, so I'm going to embrace it. And I'm cool with it. I mean, like Chris said, you know, he's been, you know, he's, he's, he's done so much wrestle crap over the years and he's pretty funny generally. But in AEW, he's kind of sucked. Until now, this is the best part of Matt Hardy in a long time, in my opinion. But it would have been better if they had sort of like a rocky music in the background or something along those lines. But they didn't. But it is what it is. But anyway, let's move on because, oh God. It's an all-Canadian match next, <laughs> in particular. And don't get me wrong. First of all, I just want to say this. How good is 2.0's fucking theme song, dude? I mean, I love their theme song. I'm not going to lie. I, I, it's so 80s. It's so Miami Vice. <laughs> it kind of goes off, so I don't mind it. Chris, do you like 2.0? And uh, do you like their theme song in particular? Not even a little bit. Um, oh. I, I, the, the theme song's fine. I, I don't like. But the, the diners, man, come on. I don't. I don't like it. It's not. I don't know. It doesn't entertain me. I, if it does, if it works for other people, cool. But it does. This is just one of those things that just doesn't work for me. Um, yeah, the guys that they were wrestling against. I, I oh, like. Oh, I the like Bollywood them. boys. I like them. They were part of the original Cruiserweight Classic, weren't they? Yes. Um, I can't stand these two fucking guys, man. Are they the same two? Like, didn't they used to be, like, identical twins? And, like, one of them doesn't no, look no, at no. all like the other. They, yeah. One wears trunks. One wears tights. I mean, they look so they exactly the same to me. One, that, that's just me misremembering. No, no, no. They're the same two guys. Yeah. That we no, saw in no. WWE on NXT as well in the Cruiserweight, uh, the 205 live show. Yeah, I, I assume the same question goes to me. No, I don't yes. like 2.0. No, I don't care about their music. I didn't. I didn't notice it one way or another. The only thing I did notice, and the only thing that made me happy, was a first 
what the fuck is Paul White doing on commentary? Oh my Why god, is dude. His large ass I was, oh, was going to get to that the, at the end. The part that makes me happy is to learn that Matt Maynard is his commentary partner on one of the YouTube shows. Because I think that's where Matt Maynard would be. He's good fucking brilliant, dude. He's I only heard him. But dude. as a wrestler, I mean, he, he looked. He looks like me like eight months after I stopped working he's out. He's put on weight, actually, man. He's still thick, and still, you know, but now he's like he's he's getting fatter than thicker. Like True. I was, I was, I was bigger than he was, and I wasn't that fat. So, so maybe more like sixteen months. But and it doesn't matter. Comparisons to my build and his is not the point. No, I spotted the diner, Jeff. Come on. Like a couple of years ago, when they brought them in, I knew why they brought them. They were them and Garcia. They were, if they're safe. They don't hurt anyone. Right. They know where to go. Ah, they're good workers, dude. I don't find them. I don't hate them as much as you guys do. Believe it or not. When people flip over the ring, they're going to catch them. When there's a bunch like Danny Garcia did a couple of weeks ago, he's going to rush over and try to catch the guy as opposed to let him fall on his head. Like most of these dumbos who are waiting for their spot, like this, watching, you know, like a fox waiting to pounce on a, a rabbit or something. Um, so I, I get that, but no, I, I clustering you know. together like quails. Like exactly. quails, yes. I, I, you know, uh, I have no idea where this is going. I, I, this whole tag team picture has been all bollock stuff, uh, you know. And I, I, you know, and putting, taking the titles away from the acclaimed was probably a pretty big mistake. And and they've sort of mired them with like low card tag teams, and they've sort of screwed the Lucha Brothers, even the Bucks. I dare say, and everyone FTR, in the tag division is flat right now. To be fair, Jeff. If I'm FTR and looking at this thing, I'd probably go, the Usos are about to become vulnerable, I think. And and they do care about things like titles and legacy and things like that, which is, uh, yeah, I get it. It's a little silly, but I get it, especially if you're you're a team that, whatever. Um, I I might be thinking about going to WWE. I might, you know, anyway. I Um, think they are, as a matter of fact, because what happened to the friggin' uh, ass clowns, the ass boys against FTR, suddenly it's forgotten about with right. no mention of FTR. Right, and they're back with Top Flight, who, by the way, if you're watching our coverage shows of Ring of Honor, or if you're watching Ring of Honor on your own, like a bunch of idiots to show them, <laughs> just listen to our show and pay the bucks and watch it. But Top Flight looks like it's being positioned to be a top tag team and probably your next Ring of Honor tag team champions, or they will dislodge whatever heel team becomes the next Ring of Honor tag team. Pilot. So I don't know why they're being positioned anywhere I mean, you know they're going to lose to the guns, but still, I mean, which they haven't even built them up properly, to be fair. But I just want to say they win one match and then they lose the next six. Right. The introduction of the trios championships have really fucked fucked it up. up. The tag team championships. I agree. The tag team division in AEW, and I think it's continuing to do so, and I think it will continue to do so for a very long time. I think these trios titles were a big mistake, and they're going to prove to be a really big mistake at the end of the day. That's what but I mean. They're again, so stupid. Because they're stupid. Because they, they didn't have to right. be. They, they could have best friends stay together. They could have Death Triangle stay together. How they have the House of Black. You could have formed a threesome with, uh, what the fuck's their name? The Dark Order. You could The Jericho Appreciation Society could actually look like they're taking it seriously and do that. You got three guys in the BCC. You could make a division, but instead they're putting everyone and their mother in it. Right now, Kenny Omega should probably be the next challenger for MJF. He should, Kenny Omega should probably be the next tree that, 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 that MJF needs to chop down by hook or by crook. 
to, to, to keep that title going. And the Bucks should be in the tag team. Whatever you think about the Bucks, it's in true, a, right. they are AW and they're tag team. This, this is this is all fucking messed up. And the Lucha Brothers doing the, being job squad guys, this is, it, it, it's, it's all goofy. Like they could have had a perfectly good trios division with six major teams and they have enough random ass people to throw together. You have LFI, give him a third guy. Jolistico can only be on Ring of Honor. I mean, you know, why, why can't they have like, you know, four like, you know, semi-job, the trust busters. There's at least three of them. Who knows? It changes every freaking week. So anyway. Um, well, they, we see enough of the trust busters on Ring of Honor, Jeff, please. No more. But, but if it's to lose on TV, so another team elevates and, and, and has a justification to, to be in a title picture, I'm okay with that. You need job teams as well. No, for it, sure. But, but it, I don't think the trio tiles were a mistake per se. I think they, they needed it for on as many paper, three members. It looked good. But they right, made it into a mistake by instead of focusing on their trio's teams, they made it a, a, a platform for the young bucks. Right, that's you true. And why? And we've already got six man titles um, on Ring of Honor. I mean, do we really need another set? Totally different company. To be fair. Hashtag oh, yeah. oh, sorry, you're right. Well, yes, that's right. And also, I just want to point out one more thing about Matt Menard. On fucking Elevation, he's on Dark Elevation. You caught the GGP match, right? Our very own Greek god Papadon in his match against... I'm talking to Chris because I know you don't know who Greek god Papadon is and you should know who he is, as a matter of fact, Jeff. Shame on you. But he was commentating during that match and I'm not going to lie... He fucking made me laugh, man. Because at first he was sort of uh, giving shit about Papa Don. And then Papa Don surprised him. And he's like, oh, look at this guy. The way he talks. For commentating, he's fucking hilarious. That is the only reason to, to watch Elevation. I agree. Yeah. I, I, he has a role. And, that would, and that's an important role. Not on Elevation. But replace fucking Jericho with him on Dynamite or something. Or Excalibur. Really anyone. Oh, yeah. that's not happening with uh, Excaliburto. That's definitely not going to happen because they... Look, I'll be honest, guys. Yes, he looks ridiculous. He does. Yes, Ooh. he's... I'm talking about Ex, <laughs> Excalibur, Jeff. Oh. And yes, he says stupid shit like Tope Suicidas all the fucking time when you could just say Suicide Dive. That's it. Just fucking say that. No need to go all fucking so, Spanish on us. So the Watch. beginning of... So when we first got to, to the show there, when they turned on the lights and they started setting up for Dynamite, my youngest, Freya, goes, hey, I see that stupid guy with the mask over there. <laughs> <laughs> That's the problem, yes, man. But, but to be fair to him, as a voice, I think he's got a good voice for commentating, for a lead guy. Really, well, I, get I truly rid of mean Shivani that. And just make him an interview guy. He's not he good looks at angry all the time. Does, yeah. does he look happy being in that role? He's No. He doesn't. He looks... He looks pretty pissed yeah, all the he time. Always, he's always alive. acting like his gout is acting up. <laughs> yeah, but you know what? Him and Taz. <laughs> maybe. But well, him Taz and Taz, though, are good. Listen, yeah, but them two interacting is funny. I'm Taz guy. But Taz is great at commentary. He's never about commentary. He's just a terrible manager. Yep. Yeah, well, I, I agree. Manager. Taz is a really good... Taz is really good on commentary. Because he he's doesn't maybe, give a fuck. That's he's why. honestly maybe the only regular that they have who I would say absolutely don't get rid of that guy. I mean, JR, obviously, but like, but other than that, really, Taz is about the only one that I would say you have to keep. Anybody else, if they said tomorrow, oh, we've parted ways with Excalibur, my reaction would be good. If they said we've parted ways with Tony Schiavone, my reaction would be he probably overstayed his welcome. 
It, honestly, uh, like, I do love Shivani because great. it's nostalgic, though. Like that's the thing. I do like I appreciate Shivani because it brings me back to the old WCW days, in particular Nitro as well. And you know, like, I just love it. Hundred times better. The Shivani Britt Baker dynamic was terrific, He's but great. it's gone. Absolutely. I haven't seen it in months now. Right. I think actually Adam Cole didn't want it anymore. I think he actually was getting jealous. Me. It's like last well, card with Lily over here. <laughs> Still, that is one of the greatest moments of when we, of any show that we've done before, Jeff, is when she grabbed Lily and started swinging it. That was that was fucking brilliant. I'm not gonna lie. Every I day that, we, that when we speak on video phone, she's like, "I'm going, I'm going to disappear that doll." <laughs> that was the best, man. Um, Todd says in the chat, "Well, Excalibur does have the perfect face for radio, as do we all." <laughs> <laughs> Um, and also, uh, are the trespass still a thing anymore? Yes, they fucking are, Todd. Sadly, they are, Vonna. but we're never quite sure who's in the trustbusters. But Slim J seems to be amongst them. What you trust what? are they busting? Their uh, asses. Ari Davari's trust. <laughs> yes, he's the leader. Apparently, his brother didn't get any uh, amount of this trust because he has to be a producer at WWE. Who's much better, mind you, than fucking Ari Davari. The OG Davari was at least. All right, let's keep going with this show. This show is now a half hour longer than the show we're covering. Let's keep going. Uh, it's been happening, lady, because there's a lot to talk about, Chris. It's not just, you know, rampage. But he's hey, right. Let's move it along. All right, but just want to put it out there. You know, we are the shortest show out of all the shows on Channel Attitude, just, just quietly, even at an hour and a half. Every other show goes for two hours, 30 minutes plus without fail. All right, great. You just, you just so, covered about 45 seconds, so well done. <laughs> motherfuckers but given their money's worth alright or maybe not enough compared to the others but anyway um, I, uh, oh, no, I they get their money's worth by quality we give them the quality right. that, that, that does in two and a half we hours. do absolutely well Daddy Magic and Cool Hand Ange do defeat the Bollywood boys but next this is even more ridiculous and I don't understand what's going on but Don Callis had a welcome party for Takeshita to court the Japanese Phenom, uh, Takeshita was honored but a little hesitant when Callus hugged him. What the fuck is going on? Is this a rib? Like, or is it a rib to like TK even possibly? It honestly, uh, that's what went through my head when I saw. That's the only thing that makes sense. Yeah. This looks like this must have been the way that TK like first introduced himself to Kenny or something. Right. Um, also, uh, it's, it's also weird. because I've flown in and out of the Winnipeg airport a hundred times, I was laughing at the fact that. Yep, there's Don Callis in the Winnipeg airport acting like a fucking idiot. Um, it's me, funny, it funny for what it was. Right. For me, it was funny. Um, and I'm not a big... I, I don't think Takeshita is going to be a superstar or anything. I don't think that he has enough personality. Although he is big He's and young, he is though. a pretty interesting worker. Right. Um, but, yeah, I didn't mind this. This was fun. I like the fact that Don Callis is out here saying, hey, I want to recruit more guys. So that right, I can continue no. to be an annoying shithead. Right. And he's he's great. Be a I love Don their faces. It makes no sense. But yeah. what the fuck's going on? That's all. I, I, I loved it, right? Don't get me wrong, but I just don't understand what why. A few weeks ago years. a few weeks ago there oh, was a yeah. there was a, a segment where uh Don Callis had approached Takeshta and said, Hey, listen, like, you know, maybe I could give you some oh, pointers. I remember. Guy right. and whatever. 
Well, whatever's going on, it's funny for, no, I, for what I, it is. But we'll see. I think it's partly a bit of self-awareness inside baseball elite is, aha, being sure. the elite jokes. Because right. one of the things about Kenny is that he was supposed to take care of the Japanese talent, and he famously True. did not take care of the Japanese talent. And then, and then when Takeshita came, he had the same complaints that that, that nobody showed him around, nobody helped him getting house. He, he didn't have, yeah, he had the same complaint. So I think this is playing off that on the inside baseball thing. The other thing is that fucking mole on the, the t on his nose. I can't get past it. Who Takeshita? Yeah, and then they did a side view. And it's it's I've like never a rhinoceros horn there. My God, get that Why? thing removed. Go over Why Charlotte Flair on that, that? on that mole. Oh, get that fucking thing no. removed. I can't no. see anything else. No, why, man? I never it's noticed like that. I was watching that movie. I think it was Smile, and all I saw was Mole. 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 Oh, why'd you do that? Because now I can fucking see it, Jeff. Screw you, you can't. Mole. Why? Mole. <laughs> I think there was a movie that was where they had that. It was like probably like at least seven years old before you could do things like that. And and all the guy was focused on like the mole. mole. It's like, mole. like mole. mole. What is happening? Well, what is happening? Check this out, guys. What have you done? Mate, what have you made? What if he's done that fucking mole now? Hey, 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 get all this. I paid big money for this. Hit it, hit it. It's the mole. Oh, man, it's like a little piece of shit on his nose now. Look at the pageantry. Ah, so cool. That's what you get in Winnipeg and everywhere else. That was so cool. Why did you do that? Oh, you prick. You're a prick. I want to cut it off. I want to cut it off, chop it up, and make some guacamole. Yeah, it's probably cancerous. He should probably, it's probably just, it's probably just preventative and safe for him to get rid of it. Fuck, I never noticed it, man. And now I can't stop looking at it. Fuck. That's right. You're welcome. <laughs> Damn. <laughs> oh. Now he's done. That's it. He's, he, that's it. He's taking shit on his nose from now on. Um, anyway, <laughs> yeah, you're a prick. Like I said, let's move on Mom, to. Mom. I'm going to just go way past that. Let's just forget we even spoke it's about time it. time for the main event. The he second we with it. nobody interacting with each other. And he said it with, with a bit of oomph this time. Like, he was actually excited. Like, it's time for the main event. Like, he, he, he said to them, like, I can't make the trip, so let's just record me saying it, like, 14 times. And they like, he just did, like, <laughs> 10 takes in a row of, of saying it. And, like, <laughs> and that's all it is. Oh boy, man! Bless his big heart. I'm talking about Mark Henry, Chris. What the hell was he doing? Was he going a little bonkers, or what was going on there? Yeah, Mark Henry is a treasure. I love Mark Henry uh, as much as like I make fun of his his calls on here sometimes. Uh, really, Mark Henry's fantastic, and as a human being, I think Mark Henry is fantastic. Even on Twitter, even though he's working for AEW, he posted the other day, uh, yesterday actually, after SmackDown. He posted a video of KO and Sammy and said, wow, what a great television moment. So <laughs> Mark Henry, as far as I'm concerned, yes, he's completely misused in this role. But an I, I love Mark Henry as a human being, and I, I wish him nothing but good, good, positive things in his life. Absolutely. <clears throat> Jeff, do you love Mark Henry or what? 
I, I, yeah, I love Mark Henry. I think he's terrific. I mean, I don't know what he's doing there except collecting a lot of money to do almost nothing, which is great. I know As he's supposed he to be a coach for the big men, but you know that's not happening. <laughs> uh, so, what big men? Right, right. Is that a joke? This, this is how you guys lie down and don't kick up. You know, kick out at four. So, I mean, I could do that too. Yeah, I. This, this is silly, but you know, they, they need everyone who's former WWE. I mean, he should join the Outcast. That would be funny. That'd be great. <laughs> oh, boy. Anyway, next, right before the main event, though, we do see the guns arriving at the hotel after Dynamite. They toss their bags at Top Flight, who the guns thought were valets. Uh, that's kind of funny. They trash talk picked up about who was the best brother tag team in AEW, which became cheesy. Top Flight then finessed their way into a title shot for next week. And it, did anyone notice their jackets? It yeah, said... Sorry, sorry, Jeff. They, they said flip, flip team or something like that. Yeah, and I just looked at that going, like, like the way you're looking at Takeshita's mole. <laughs> That's what that thing was zooming in on for me the whole time, right. and I hate it. What's the phrase if you're a mark for yourself? Is it self mark? Yeah, you're just a mark, dude, for yourself. Like, literally. Well, I mean, marks usually are customers or, or victims. I mean, we'll have to ask Bret Hart what the answer is. Hey, well, yeah, and he's a perfect example of being a mark for yourself i'm sorry Maybe it's a heart right Chris? i mean come on we love brett but you know he's a mark for himself of course he is. brett is brett is legitimately my favorite wrestler of all time i think he is the <laughs> best professional wrestler who's ever lived uh, he's still insanely and hilariously in love with himself <laughs> to the point where like to the point where if you watch wrestling with shadows there's a painting <laughs> oh, of Lord. himself over oh his my God. bed that dude I... all over his house it was just fucking him what are you talking about bro when he's fucking his wife he's looking at himself dude think there's about a, that there's a painting of himself in a spangly jacket <laughs> and wrestling tights hanging over his bed red heart <laughs> is in love with himself to a degree that i don't know is healthy but I love Bret Hart. I, I don't know, but listen. Oh, uh, so do I. That used to be all the rage. What's old is new again. He's just waiting for that to come back in fashion. <laughs> I mean, fuck. I mean, it's it's cool. I, I mean, hey, look, he he loves himself more than we love him. Put it that way. Listen, you know that Cody has an oil <laughs> painting of him, his wife, his baby, and Pharaoh. Heroically That's on top true. of a, of a you know a, the, the Sphinx or a, a, a pyramid. <sighs> saving the world like atlas. But the difference, like atlas holding up the universe oh for sure but the difference though between him and brett you you didn't hate on brett being like that because he was that fucking good i would love myself too let's be honest right no, where's cody it's like, like that when he was get performing i mean there wasn't that much insider stuff the the closest insider thing was the montreal screw job right absolutely and he was believable man you fucking believed every word he fucking said no matter what negative positive didn't matter he was as real as it got and honestly in terms of in-ring performer like i'm talking about like working really really snug like you know what i mean there's no one better than fucking brett to him and Hart, man yeah, i mean he's, he's worked he's, punches he's been the conversation the for best of all time and he's and right. he's yeah and, you know and, and if he's not in everybody's top 10 they don't know professional wrestling absolutely 100%. I understand if he's not the guy, your number one guy, but I'm talking about in terms of in the ring, in, in between those ropes, there is no one better. He was on The Simpsons. The only I mean, one. It's, it's the only like one. It's not like he didn't make it into, into the mainstream no. for a point. 
That's why I hate when people say, oh, he didn't draw. Fuck off, man. He fucking drawed. I, I don't care what anyone fucking you know, says, all right? Say he didn't draw, but the same people say, who cares about ratings? So, whatever. Yeah, well, it, it is what it is. Well, anyway, let's get to the main event, though. As we see um, Julia Hart and Chris Jericho being ringside for the match draw, between... seven million people a week were watching. <laughs> right, million. even when they were number two at the time. Seven right. million people something. in America were watching. Right. Never mind right. the worldwide figures, which exactly, ballooned exactly when Bret Hart was the world champion. It's true, man. So, you can't yeah. deny that. Just like when so people even say... Something. Maybe people just didn't want to go out in the 90s. Guys, people say, and, and, and this guy is nowhere near Bret Hart, but hey, they say Kevin Nash wasn't a draw. Are you kidding me? Kevin Nash was one of the biggest draws because of the Monday Night Wars. I mean, it was all Nash that sparked that in the first place. You know and listen, I mean? actually, just the doll, they, they've, they've established that when he was champion, he was he's actually not really even particularly close to lowest draw. And in fact, much to the chagrin of, of wrestling fans everywhere these days, Eddie Guerrero was far and away lower than he was. It might have been the lowest. It's fucking facts. And that doesn't mean he wasn't a fucking thing. Oh, but that's still, true. Terrific. But, you know, as a champion, I guess he wasn't believable. You know, he 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 was he was what AEW fans think of El Hijo de Vikingo. They think he's the greatest thing ever. And there were a certain amount of fans that loved Eddie Guerrero. And they still they said he likes like William Regal. He is much more loved now than he was at the time. Eddie had about five really big years in wrestling. Um, His late WCW run was pretty high up there. Like I'll US champion. Eight. He had eight big okay, years. Okay, eight's fair. And, and I'm and not sure if it, it. If, if it wasn't for Latino heat with China. Oh, he that, never would have got to the heights that he got That to took him that. over the top for sure. But don't forget, his WCW run in 98, 99, and then he left the WWE was pretty fucking good. He was always going to be a good worker, but he, but, but without that, he never would have been world champion. It's yeah. and this whole, we love him. Oh, he's so great. He was the best wrestler ever, and we just, you know, I, I, I listened to, I listened to Jim Ross give a podcast about the Radicals, where he was saying right. that Eddie Guerrero was the star that they really wanted. That's to who move. they wanted. No, he and that's wasn't. What they... No, he wasn't. Chris Benoit so. was literally Chris holding okay, the right. fucking yeah. WCW. I think belt. you're right. I read that in the Don't book. Don't try actually. to rewrite history just because of what happened afterwards. Benoit was the guy they were trying to fucking woo. And but, yeah, they probably wanted the rest of them too. And yeah, no, they, they wanted Eddie wanted as well. Eddie they did to be to be a good European champion level guy who they knew would would be a, a good a good match. You know, might get to the Intercontinental Championship level. He happened to become a world champion because of how things went. I'm not saying he didn't deserve it. I'm not saying he wasn't great because he was. He was fantastic. Right. But it's the same thing with all these people trying to rewrite history. Oh, I loved Chris Canyon. Fuck off. You loved Chris Canyon. Nobody loved Chris Who Canyon. Who better than Canyon? Time. I mean, Mortis was I all right. Chris Canyon, but I, I know that, you know, to, but like to me, he's one of my deep cut guys I like that like most people don't remember. Now they now they talk about him like everyone more. And yeah, he was an innovator of offense and he was good. But you know, I remember Mortis and Canyon, and I thought absolutely remember Glacier and Mortis that that feud. Come on, it was Mortal Kombat. Nobody's better than Canyon. It's it, it, it was cool. I mean, you know, it was good. But it's it's he he never made it. You know, to the upper echelon. He made it to the big leagues barely, but absolutely. You know, and he I, got pretty high up in WCW towards the end. Let's be and fair. Listen, it is not unusual to appreciate the artists long after they're not making art anymore. Yeah. That, that, 
that is perfectly normal. And to 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 revise history is just a little bit weird. Yeah, that's yeah, what well, I that's mean. To that's me. what I mean. Listen, yeah, Chris Canyon was a good wrestler, and Eddie Guerrero was fucking fantastic. But the, there's a lot of rewritten history of you know, especially because the young bucks, I guess, were trained by him. There's a lot of this rewritten history of oh, Chris Canyon was held back from being a bigger star than he than he would have been because he was gay and like oh, no i don't off. think even, that's what happened even the machine gun was canyon, trained by fucking canyon i think that chris canyon was an excellent worker but i think that he had his mental problems that probably held him back and i also think that frankly as somebody who was a wcw guy chris canyon had a funny fucking looking face that was never gonna be a world champion with he that had a bit face. of a horse face let's be honest i mean and a list <laughs> I like and oh, yeah, I know I know people He's got say a strong New York Cody? accent though. It wasn't well. it wasn't two thousand and twenty three when Chris Canyon was wrestling. So yeah. <laughs> it's like the people yeah. who thought Damian Sandow was a star. No, he wasn't. Oh no. at one stage I thought he had all the momentum and they took it right. He was a funny second man. He had a funny little gimmick. Come that, on. That, he that, turned that, that, chicken that, shit into chicken life salad. It it's shelf life lasted much longer than it should have, but he could have been better than he was. He could have yeah, been wait, better than they booked. If they to be fair, was a star, he'd be a star now. To be fair, though, I felt like WWE were trying to ruin him. But whatever they fed him, he made it. He got it over, man. You you can't take that away you from you. Know him. what? He's married to May Valentine. So from one white guy with a really hot <laughs> Latina who overachieved, respect Aaron Steven. Made Maya Diaz Gomez. She's terrific. <laughs> She's very nice. And Aaron Stevens, you're doing something right. So listen, all and more just power quietly, to you, He was also part of L, uh, you know, channelattitude.com of our team, Aaron Stevens. I know he was. He As a matter of fact, he, right around the same time I joined. Right. Him. He was also the original co-host of Maybe the Maybe because A-show. he was of the attraction that the Latina, hot Latina women have. Maybe. Well, he was one of the originals on the A-show. That's around when Aleister Black left WWE too. Hmm. 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 Things that make you go... Hmm. We need to do we we need to do some investigative reporting on this. I I'm starting to feel like it's not just correlation any longer; it's causation. All right, well, boys, let's actually get to the main event. Now. Oh, now you're in a rush. No, I mean no rush at all. I'm actually enjoying these conversations. Twenty minutes ago, Chris asked you to wrap it up, and you're. But then we fucking mole, conversated mole, about other shit. Mole, it's not just my mole. fault. Yeah, I forgot about the fucking mole. mole. I know. God you damn did. it! I really did. Believe me, I know about your squirrel. Fuck brain, you with so your mole, I, I man. Why? That's the new anyway, safe word. Whenever you get too much into the poofy I, zone, I'm gonna say mole. Oh, poofy zone. Look, that's look, our safe word. Saying Chris, poof remember, now. Mole. You know, he was giving me a friggin' lecture off the air about the poof references, Chris, and now listen, here we are. I, listen, I, I just, I just don't want to be the homophobic show. We're not. not we're not homophobic. Well, well, neither am I. Neither is Chris. As an insult, it's sort of. It, it's a little bit. Why do you have to like uh, open the fourth door or, the, or kick down the fourth wall of that pool? You like did it. No, I never said anything about what poof means. Anyway, you say it all the Jesus. fucking time. You're not subtle. <laughs> oh. You think you are? Look at your face. You're doing it. Oh, right didn't now. you said it? I didn't say it. You know, you you're making it seem like I said it. Anyway, oh, wow. Chris Jericho is wearing a really cool specialty Jets jersey. It's a it's a newer True. one that they that they've done in the last couple of years to celebrate the aboriginal community in uh in winnipeg oh, and in cool. the manitoba area uh manitoba of course has a huge history of the of the aboriginal people and it being a really important part of the province and the city um so I, I love that jersey and i was i was pretty stoked to see him wearing it for the main event 
which was which was Brody King versus um, I hated this fucking match. I hated this match bad. And I, and why did Garcia win first? Second, fuck Brody Lee. Fuck him. He's nothing now. Oh, did I mention if he's over six foot two? Did I mention that? This was ridiculous. Chris, please give me your thoughts. Yeah, it was bad. It was, uh, this kind of screamed of, we want to give Jericho a win, but we can't give Jericho a win in the trios match. So we'll make it sort of tangentially that Jericho wins because one of his lackey wins later. Um, yeah, this was bad booking should not happen. Brody King shouldn't be taking losses right now at all. Honestly, I didn't expect Garcia to win. I thought, you know, Brody King would win. I right? Did. Honestly, I thought he would win, right? And then I was starting to think this match is going way too fucking long, right? Like mm-hmm. way too long. And then he fucking lost. And now I knew this the big second Jericho came out with the bat. And I thought, and it's exactly, and, and you know what's going to happen next week? Buddy Matthews is going to lose to Sammy Guevara. Be- because oh, that's it. That's because it. of what I'm they done. did with the I'm trios done. titles, I'm done. The, the JAS is going to be your next trios champions. Just in case Buddy Matthews decides to, so leave. so we're gonna hot shot this shit again. Is that why they've got the trios titles just to convince these idiots to stay? I think I think I think yes, and yeah. But this, this was a bad match. It looked bad. Brody King should have squashed the guy, and uh, and the crowd seemed like it was dead. Granted, they were probably there an hour five, so they probably would have been dead almost no matter. Even if it was Omega versus El Hijo de Vikingo, <laughs> believe it or not. Um, yeah, th- th- this 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 was bad. I mean, the best part of it was Julia Hart, and then like first Garcia's like sort of like, what's up with it? Then he's like, hey, girl. I mean, <laughs> yeah, that was the best part of the entire match. Where the fuck was the other two? Th- they-, they couldn't be bothered. Oh, they, they were they, they were busy doing occult things. Black- they were doing they yeah, were practicing right. witchcraft without their witch present. They were, they were they were they were they were practicing on their own. She goes, "You guys, your spells suck." But why don't you practice a little bit on your own? I'll go. I'll go with the big man. Should be ashamed, Tony. Shame, shame, shame on you. Seriously, this is just. I hated it. Shame, Dumb, shame, stupid. Shame, shame, shame. Yeah. Shame, shame on you. Shame on you. Shame on I'm all. So I'm going to give my Mark Tart of the Evening award right now, and it's easy. This one. It is definitely going to you, Mister Khan. Khan man. I mean, seriously, for, for not only his Twitter wars with the bots, <laughs> the bots, but also this fucking booking of Garcia going over friggin' King. Joke. It's a joke, well, and I'm sorry. As you can see, I am definitely a bot on QTV. <laughs> I saw that just now. Well, fuck it. I don't even exist. In saying that, boys, I think we can take it home. We did two hours of a one-hour show, pretty much. But we spoke about a lot of other things, as we should, because sometimes... Talking Rampage mole. can drive you nuts. Yeah, exactly, you prick. Stop saying mole, please, for crying out loud. Chris, mole? tell them yeah. <laughs> tell them where they can fucking mole you. <laughs> well, you can find me on Twitter. I'm at ChrisAms1. You can see it right down there. Um, also, I'm on lots of things with the PWC, and there are a few different shows on uh, Channel Attitude and the Hami Media Group, including the Smack Attack. Uh, which we recorded snack today. That, that we should do the snack attack. I swear, <laughs> yeah. we really should just come on here and talk about the food we like. <laughs> um, 
Although, honestly, if we do a couple episodes of that, I might start looking like YouTube fat fucks again. So maybe not. What? Uh, <laughs> what? <laughs> no, yeah. Um, no, you're not gray enough to look like me. Yeah. Well, all right. But you can also get fat. Not, also, not great enough to look like you've been fat that's, before. That's, that's uh, ridiculous. Punk. You you, right. you stop that. You stop that right now. <laughs> um, other than that, yeah, you can find me on Facebook and that. But uh, yeah, you can find me on HMG Channel Attitude and uh, the PWC. All things, those things you'll find me. Also, this coming week, I will become the six time, six time, six time, six time, six time, six time guest six time. on the Garden of Doom. Uh, Doom. Where me and Jeff will be having a conversation about the lost city. Uh, the mythical city, uh, the city myth. of Atlantis. So, get tell ready me for that. It's going to be a great conversation. Chris, People tell me you on the show. He's not telling you now. No, 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 no. This has nothing to do with what he's going to do on the show. Really? But tell me, you've watched those videos I sent you? Yeah, of course I have. I've watched okay, most cool. of those That's before, I Jimmy. Yeah. I'm looking forward. No, the, even the newer ones though. There's new ones. But either, either way, I'm looking forward to this. I really am looking forward to it. I really want to know your thoughts on on the show and like he said check it out garden of doom here at the pwc network and the hamin media group continue on chris if there was anything else you needed to plug sorry that's it i'm good jeff like the other guy you can find me on the pwc hamin media group and channel attitude we're pretty much on most of the same shows though not always they, 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 uh, chris is on some shows and jimmy's on some shows that i'm not which is cool very cool uh but we're on the, the uh, uh don't talk fat <laughs> We were, you know, but I'm on the Ring of Honor show, so <laughs> I guess I got that going for me. Um, <laughs> my wrestling podcast that doesn't involve these guys, but it is on the PWC, is Hammerlock Hangover with Esteban Pineapple. Um, and uh, as you heard, Garden of Doom, Chris is going to be, yes, the six-time guest. So maybe you should listen to the prior five shows. He's obvious they're terrific. And, and uh you know, and that'll be coming. And we record on Sunday. I usually drop the show on Saturday, so you know it'll probably be the following week because it's Chris, and it's the sixth time and we want to brag about it um, and cross promote. Um, Atlantis, a proper show, and then Garden Views. I'm um, having. I'm talking doing Chat GPT this week with the guy who wrote the book. It's called the book on Chat GPT. So uh, he's one of the forerunners of it. And uh, if you're half as scattered as I am after listening. Um, it's probably appropriate. Yeah, nice. Very, very nice. Well, Pretty terrifying. Yeah. And terrifying, too. Well, if you want to follow me on Twitter, you can at DJ Mass Effects. And also, you can follow us at the PWC Network. Please like and subscribe right here at channelattitude.com, where for five bucks, you get to hear us talk about every promotion at this point <laughs> in the world. From NXT, I was on the Next Level podcast this week, to, to Rampage right now on Uncaged. To even Ring of Honor. Yes. The dreaded Ring of Honor. So yeah, for five bucks, you get to see us all talk professional wrestling. Also, like and subscribe at the pwcnetwork.podbean.com where you can find all our shows. And hamimediagroup.podbean.com where you can find all our affiliate shows, including Jeff's. And in saying that, thank you to everyone that's been in the chat. You're always great. Mm -hmm. And also, we're out. So, see yous. <laughs> Away! Hey, you, my friends.